Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, June the 24th, and one month from today, we will have Major League Baseball action provided everything goes well with spring training two and all that but everything is agreed to we are a week away from spring training two starting there's real hope and excitement in the air and i'm here for it look we spent so long being angry we spent so long dealing with millionaires and billionaires fighting over money and this and that and all the annoyances it's time to be happy that baseball's back, and that's where I'm at. I'm excited to have my favorite sport back. Again, I- I'm not. I'm still annoyed. I'm still mad. I'm so frustrated by all that happened, but I'm willing to move forward right now. It's time to move into the future. We got some baseball to talk about, some baseball coming up over the rest of this week. We'll start to dive into it. We can actually start talking real baseball, which is exciting. We'll get today about how the season is to play out. There's a lot of Interesting scheduling stuff we'll talk about over the next few days. And, of course, the Phillies themselves. How will the Phillies fare? How does this this setup set up for the Philadelphia Phillies, the 60-game season, all that type of stuff? We'll dive into all that over the next few days and weeks, and we'll actually be covering real baseball. This is just so exciting. We, we finally made it, at least almost made it, so to speak, after what feels like the longest time. It is just really, really exciting. So, um, today, let, let's, um, you know, yesterday we talked about it being back and, and kind of how it all came down and the fact that it happened. Now, now we've got specifics. Now we got some, some real things to dig into as um, last night the players agreed to report till July 1st. They have accepted the health and safety protocols put forth by Major League Baseball. We will have baseball in a month provided you know, things don't get bad with Corona or whatever. I mean, obviously, it's all fluid. This whole thing is fluid. We understand that in the, the world we're living in right now. But real hope, real optimism. Let's talk about it. Jeff Pass in a really good article uh, detailing some of the things that we can look for in 2020, how this season will look different. MLBPA owners clear final hurdles. MLBPA and owners, players set to report to camps on July 1st. July 1st is so exciting. All right, the article goes, Major League Baseball will hold opening day either July 23rd or the 24th. It looks like it's going to be the 24th. And players will hold to training camps in a week after the League and the Union on Tuesday agreed to the health and safety protocols that will govern the sport as it attempts to return amid the coronavirus pandemic. 
Nearly three months, unbelievable, of frustrating and failed economic negotiations ended. With the league implementing a 60-game season that will run through September 27th, feature a number of new elements, which we'll get to, in the same 10-team playoff structure it has had for almost a decade. Uh, again, uh, just, I- I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm excited to be reading this. I'm excited to be talking about this. I'm excited that we are finally going to be able to talk about things other than the labor strife. Right? I mean, we have spent so much time, so much of our brain power, so much of our lives over the last few months have been dedicated to the just awful labor dispute we spent the last couple months uh, discussing. It's, it's exciting to start to think about other things when it comes to the reason we love baseball. And there are a lot of reasons to be excited. That, that will be something we talk about a lot, too. The article goes on. The lack of a deal between Major League Baseball and the Players Association led to the league imposing a schedule, as was its right in a March 26 agreement that guaranteed the players a fully prorated portion of their salaries. Major League Baseball on Monday told the union it planned to impose a schedule as long as the players would report to training camp July 1st and codify the health and safety manual that runs more than 100 pages. The players agreed to both on Tuesday. The union tweeted out, all remaining issues have been resolved. And players are reporting to training camps. You're damn right they are. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Report. Let's play ball. Enough with labor strife. Get the game we love back on the field. And it's going to be a fascinating one. Look, this is going to be a really interesting season. We'll get into the specifics of it. There are more here from the article. The season's success probably depends on Major League Baseball's ability to contain the coronavirus spread, which, again, we know that is a key. There have been more Phillies players who test positive. We'll get into that. But, um... It goes on an issue. The health and safety protocol covers an immense detail, addressing everything from travel to social distancing to a ban on spitting. The manual is a strict guideline for potential 2020 season and illustrates the difficulty in pulling off such an endeavor. And that is a key point there. Like, again, this is not... Um, that's why I, while I'm excited and I'm, I'm cautious with my excitement because there are still a lot of hurdles to clear. We know that, that there have been spikes in coronavirus outbreaks in certain places. Obviously, the Phillies, which Jeff will get to in this article as well, which we've talked about it, uh, and, uh, a mini outbreak in the Clearwater area for the Phillies staff and, and players there. And um, it is this is a, a big endeavor that they're undertaking. I mean, you're going to have teams in their home stadiums. They're not in a bubble. Players are allowed to go out. Players are allowed to do this, do that. Obviously, there's guidelines. But, I mean, we're talking about young millionaires. Like, in a lot of cases, um, maybe they don't follow the guidelines. We don't know. But um, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, You know, uh, it is a a virtual lock that players will test positive during the season. We know that's going to happen. Players are testing positive right now. And it's going to be a really fascinating balancing act to see how they can carry this out. Again, look, if a, if a whole team gets struck, you know, like what if there's an uh, outbreak on a team in the middle of the season and 17 players get it or whatever? I mean, that's that's a real possibility. That's something that could happen. So um, I'm sure that they are preparing and accounting for all these potential outcomes. But a lot of question marks. And, and again, to read that, that, that last sentence, the manual is a strict guide for potential 2020 season and illustrates the difficulty of pulling off such endeavor. It is not easy. Um, here's the important stuff when talking about what the season will look like. Uh, Passon says, if it can, Major League Baseball in 2020 will look radically different. Here are the, the bullet points he notes. Teams will play their four divisional opponents ten times and each of the five interleague opponents in the same geographical area four times apiece. 
So that means 10 times against each of the NL East teams and four games against each of the AL East teams. We'll talk about the specifics of how the schedule shakes out for the Phillies in a bit. Not great is the takeaway. Corey Seidman with a really good article on that. We'll get to that uh, coming up uh, here uh, either today or tomorrow. But um, certainly um, not ideal. I would say, you know, the Phillies already in the toughest division in baseball in the NL East and then the AL division you want to play the least is the AL East. You know, you can maybe argue the AL West, but I, I think the AL East um, certainly more top-heavy. I mean, the Rays and the Yankees are, are better than any two teams in the West. I know the Astros are good. The Yankees are pretty good. That's unfair. Um, but then you had the Red Sox in there. It's it's a tough draw. It's a tough draw. Now, you could say the Orioles being the worst team in the AL East is they're worse than the Rangers or, or the Angels, but... Um, I still think the AL, AL East the toughest AL division. The NL East clearly the toughest NL division. And that's it. The Phillies get to play. So it is a massive disadvantage for the Phillies from a scheduling perspective. When trying to worry about the wild card, the National League, it's going to be tough. Uh, more bullet points. The National League will use a designated or We know about that. The Universal DH this year, they're using it for health and safety reasons so pitchers don't have to bat and all that. But um, regardless, you know, you know how I feel about the DH. I ecstatic to not see pitchers hit and i hope it is a long-term change more bullet points in extra innings team will teams will begin with a runner on second base talked about this big yesterday i i absolutely abhor this idea but at the same time i understand that in this specific season where you don't want games to go too long you're at much greater risk of injury a shorter season all that stuff i get it i'll deal with it i hope it's not something that goes that becomes more prevalent moving forward more the trade deadline will be August 31st, less than a month before the regular season is scheduled to end. Fascinating, because that is an interesting point, that it is a less than a month before the season is scheduled to end. That's, um, that's tight. You know, it's a tight finish there. But at the same time, also, like, look, they had to have a trade deadline. You can't go into it any season and say, no trade deadline this year. That, But again, it does also raise a lot of questions. I mean, getting traded during a pandemic is a tough draw there, right? I mean, this is a already a balancing act for every player, everyone involved. It's already difficult enough to navigate this then you're trading guys that that makes it so much tougher so i i i expect your trade deadline i think they should have a trade deadline but it's not a simple thing you know this is there's a lot of issues that could arise with that uh rosters will start at 30 men for the first two weeks then go to 28 for the next two weeks and stay at 26 for the remainder of the season that's fine teams will have a taxi squad that allows them to have as many as 60 players available to play in minor league games i think that is Obviously, crucially important. We're going to have injuries. There are going to be injuries. Having some sort of um, guys to bring up. Look, there's going to be no minor leaguers. It's not just going to be like, oh, let's go go to AAA and bring somebody up. That doesn't work this year. So you need to have those guys there. And I think it's going to be really interesting too, because I think the taxi squad you're going to you want to do two things with it, right? You want to make sure you have reinforcements for the major league roster. That is the number one thing you need to do. But at the same time, you also want guys who you want to develop your higher end type prospects even if they're at lower levels of the minors and aren't ready for the majors you want those guys to do something this year right i mean you want those guys to develop you want those guys to continue to play so i think it's going to be a really fascinating balance for teams of trying to get as many players there as they think they can who can theoretically help a major league roster this year if needed which they probably will be needed while at the same time also making sure that your top guys, the guys who are most important in your organization, even young guys, are going to get the developmental work they need this year to continue to be on the path you want them to be on for the rest of their career. So it's going to be a really interesting balance type of thing because you're going to want those guys like Bryson Stott, perfect example. Bryson Stott will not play a game in, for the Phillies in, in Major League Baseball this year. He won't. 
But I'll bet he's on their, their squad. I'll bet he's on the tactical squad, even though he's not going to make it to the majors, because they want Bryson to stop playing baseball. They want him ready. They want him involved. Um, that's going to be a fascinating thing to see how teams deploy their taxi squads and, and the value of that. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, and lastly, there will be a special COVID-19 injury list with no minimum or maximum length of time spent on it. While standard injured list stints will be there for 10 days and the typical 60 day will now be for 45 days. I think that's all well and good. Um, the article goes on, as we were mentioning before, that the concerns, coronavirus concerns around the sport have ramped up over the past week with players and staff from multiple organizations testing positive. Seven players and five staff members from the Philadelphia Phillies were positive. Three Colorado Rockies, including Charlie Blackman, it was announced, uh, recently tested positive as well. Um, so, again, back to the point of this is not easy. This is not a, a minor endeavor. This is a, a major thing they are trying to undertake here. Um, and there's, it's fraught with potential pitfalls. Um, the article goes on. Players will be tested every other day, even if they're asymptomatic, according to the health and safety protocol, which was obtained by ESPN. The behaviors outlined in the protocol, everything from pitchers using a wet rag to moisten their fingers in lieu of licking their fingers, to staff members wearing masks in the dugout will change the look and feel of the sport. That is so true. It's going to be fascinating. I mean, seeing like a manager wearing a mask in the dugout, I mean, that alone, and, and they should. <laughs> they should be wearing masks in the dugout. Certainly some of the older managers. I mean, like Dusty Baker's 70 or whatever. I mean, some of those guys need to be as careful as they can. Um, it's going to be really fascinating to see a, a dugout look in there and, and there's people in masks. I mean, it's, it's, it is needed, but also he's right. It's going to be a very different look for the sport and, you know, no spitting. I mean, that's going to be something that's so ingrained in baseball. No sunflower seeds, you know, um, stuff like that. It, it's That's going to be... It's going to be different. I mean, maybe not for us as much that specific thing, but for the players, that's going to be really different. It's going to be tough to not licking your fingers as a pitcher. I mean, how many times do we see that? That's what they do. Um, so I think it's going to be really fascinating the the way these safety protocols are implemented and also how those safety protocols make the game look to us. I mean, look, no high fives. No, like we're going to see those celebrations where players home run runs on the bases. He's doing like air high fives or, or whatever. Or maybe they'll have, you know, stuff they've, they've set up, but um, – you know, Joe DeCamera brought up a really interesting thing on, on WIP today that um, you can't get an umpire's face, right? If you're a manager and you want to argue a call, there's going to be no Earl Weaver action, right? You can't get up in there. You got to argue from six feet away or whatever. So um, it's really going to look. We knew that no fans in the stands alone is going to look different, right? I mean, it's going to feel different and not for all of them. Again, I've watched Marlins games. I've watched Orioles games. I've watched a lot of these teams that are terrible. There's a lot of games where there are not many fans, but there's a difference between not many fans and no fans from a watching perspective. Like, if nothing else, when you watch these games where there's, you know, a few thousand people in attendance or whatever, as low as it'll go, like a Tigers game in, in June or whatever, and I'm watching it on the MLB package, if nothing else, there's always, like, at least a few people behind on plate, right? You know, there's always, like, at least a few people here and there. It will be interesting, or interesting, maybe not the right word, but it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see a game with no people in the stadium with really, really true emptiness is going to be that alone is going to completely change the way we intake the sport and then all these other changes. It's going to be, look, it'll be baseball. The, the tenants of the game are what they are. They're not, they're not changing, but um, it will look very different. It's going to be a really different feel to Major League Baseball this season. Uh, the article goes on. Players, recognizing that, still signed off on the protocol, ending the lengthy and often contentious battle between the sides in time to salvage the 2020 season. 
Players deemed high risk because of pre-existing conditions will be allowed to opt out of any season and get paid and maintain their service time, which they should. I agree with that. You should not punish a player for having diabetes or something else or whatever. Like, if you've got a pre-existing condition, don't risk yourself. Don't risk, you know, look, again, um, as we've said the whole time with this is, is the health and safety of the players should be paramount. It should be the number one thing that everyone's worried about. I know we've had some money arguments. It should be number one. It should be the most important part of this whole process. And certainly not putting people who are high risk at risk is is incredibly important too. So that makes sense. Uh, players without such designations can opt out but will forgo salary and service. I think that's fair as well. I do think there are probably going to be some situations, though, that fall in a gray area. I mean, what if a player's wife has diabetes, you know, or what if a, a player's son has some sort of pre-existing condition or whatever? Um, are we saying that that player, look, he can opt out, and, and I appreciate that they're allowing players to opt out, but is he not going to get paid because he doesn't want to put his wife and kid at risk for when they're high risk? I mean, it's a, it's a gray area. It's a tough spot. Like, I would hope uh, that a club would pay a player in that situation, but we don't know, you know? So I think that's going to be a really fascinating thing to see how that all plays out. And, and just the idea of people opting out, I mean, that alone is a really, really, really fascinating situation because, um, look, it is a season. You're playing for a title here and all that, but at the same time, like, I don't know how you can get mad at someone for not wanting to put themselves at risk like this. I, I think that would be crazy. I mean... You know, we're all human beings. Allow human beings to make the decision that is right for them. But at the same time, like, you know there are going to be people who are mad. If, if a player doesn't show up, I mean, like, you know, if, if, if let's use a, a Philly as an example. Let's say, uh, you know, someone who matters. Let's say JT Romito. And, you know, he says, you know what? This is a 60-game season. I'm a catcher. I'm a free agent at the end of this year. I'm not risking my body. This is, this is silly. This is crazy. I don't want to risk getting sick and it impacting me further on. Whatever. People will get mad at him. His teammates might get mad at him. But he should still have that right to sit out. So I think it's a really it's a really fascinating situation. I think we will see players sitting out for different reasons. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how that shakes out. I think it's a really interesting thing. I, I believe players have a few days to let people know if they're showing up or not. So it's going to be really fascinating. Uh, it goes on. Under the imposed season, players will receive their full pro rata. A sticking point negotiations during which owners sought pay cuts in their first three proposals. The players never budged from their stance, and they will receive a total of around $1.5 billion, around 37% of their salaries. They will not receive forgiveness. We know about that type of stuff, um, and they have not uh, allowed certain things that could have been a part of the deal to be a part of the deal. It goes on. The players sought a 70-game season in which they would receive $50 million in playoff revenue as well as the cut to 2021. The expanded playoffs, the league also would have received the ability to wear advertising patches. They, the point is they didn't agree on anything and, and none of this happened. All potential deals fell apart amid the animus between the parties that they wound up where they did on Tuesday, agreeing to the implementation of a season after not agreeing on anything for months. Served as a bright moment after darkness had shrouded the sport since it shut down in mid-March. And I agree with that. You know, again, it, you've listened to this show. You know how annoyed, how angry, how frustrated I've been with this sport. And I still, those feelings didn't disappear. Like, I'm still annoyed at how it went down. I'm still mad at people. I still think the, ML, the Major League Baseball owners acted disgracefully in a lot of cases here. But that also can 
be true while I can still be incredibly excited to have the sport back and happy that even if it wasn't the way I thought they should go about getting a deal done, happy that a deal is done of any kind and that they'll play baseball. And that, that's where I'm at personally right now. It goes on. Even with players expected to file a grievance against the league for not staging as full season as possible, and the league likely to counter with a grievance of its own, the specter of baseball's return excited fans, players, and owners alike. In a statement, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said Major League Baseball is thrilled to announce that the 2020 season is on the horizon. Yeah, I, I would bet Rob Manfred is thrilled to announce that. Considering he said 100% and then backed off and all that, I think my man's legacy was in trouble. Uh, I think it still is, but I do think that, um, you know, could have been a lot quicker. Manfred needed this to happen. I'm sure he's very happy it did. Um, the New York Angels and the Los Angeles Dodgers reopened as 7-2 favorites to win the World Series, according to Caesar Sportsbook. The Houston Astros are third at 11-1. Players and staff members will be traveling to training campsites, most of which will be held in home stadiums for a July 1st check-in. Rosters will unfreeze Friday afternoon, leading to potential trades, free agent signings. And if all goes well over the following three weeks, baseball will be back for a scheduled 60 games in 66 days, a season shorter than the sport has ever known. I mentioned it there quickly. Um, uh, as uh, again, over the next few days, we're going to dive into all. We're going to dive into the schedule, what it means for all the baseball, what it means particularly for the Phillies. Some things to be excited about. We're going to talk about the Phillies. We're going to break down the Phillies. How exciting is that? We're going to talk about Alec Bohm. Can he give us anything? Spencer Howard. Will you be a part of the opening day roster? Opening day. You know. Uh, you know what kind of year we're going to get? Bryce. We we'll get to talk about all this. It's super exciting. It's all coming up, but. Um, before we get out of here today, and that is over the next few days for sure, uh, I did just mention that the Yankees and the Dodgers are the favorite to win the World Series. The Dodgers, 37 and a half, by far the highest win total in the National League. After that, though, it goes Braves at 34, Nationals at 34, so that's great. Um, then the Mets at 32, uh, right after the Cardinals at 32 and a half. Then the Phillies at 31 and a half. So according to Vegas, the Phillies are fourth out of four out of five in the NL East, and um. You know, a few games behind those other teams. It is really interesting when you look at these numbers, like the difference between 37 and a half and 31 and a half for the Phillies. I mean, that is six games. Uh, I mean, it's like a such a meaningless, minute difference in general. But this year, six games is is massive. So it is. What it does tell you is when you're looking at like so the Dodgers at 37 and a half, and then the Marlins at 20, 24 and a half. I mean. That's not a lot separating the top and the bottom. What this tells you and what we all know is that someone's going to surprise you. Someone's going to get off to a hot 40-game start and, and find their way into the playoffs. You know That's going to happen this year. And you hope that the Phillies of that team will talk about their chances to be that team, how important Girardi is in those chances. But I do think this is a, a weird year. And I think anything can happen. I really do. Um, I would still bet on like a team like the Dodgers winning it just because they're better, they're more talented, they got so much more depth, and I think that's going to matter in a season where people get hurt and all that. But it really is a unique thing. This is a unique year. As much of a chance for quote unquote anyone to win it all as any year ever, legitimately. Like this is the most wide open year we will ever have because anyone can play well for sixty games, and then you're in the dance, and then all of a sudden anything can happen. Plus. Between injuries on, you know, guys with the messed up spring trainings and then short rest and this and that and playing a lot of games in a short period of time after ramping up quickly, plus COVID, I mean, who knows? Any of these teams could get beaten up by injuries and, you know, the Dodgers, the Yankees, any of these favorites and, and another team who potentially just by avoiding COVID or avoiding health issues or whatever, that alone could be the kind of thing that could catapult a team 
into, you know, real true contention. So it's, look, again, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed, I'm mad at how they got here, but I'm really excited for Major League Baseball, and there's so much fun stuff to talk about. It's just exciting to talk about baseball again. Like, tomorrow, we're going to talk about the schedule. What's it look like for the Phillies? We're going to talk about the Phillies lineup. What can they do coming up? We're going to talk about the staff. We're going to, again, it's just, as someone who loves baseball, and as someone who's really struggled through this time, um, just having baseball back and the ability to talk about baseball and think about it and know that there is a date that, that it's coming back, that in a week we're going to see guys working out. We're going to start to see stuff coming in. We're going to talk about the shape of the lineup, who should bat where, who should play where, who should do what. I mean, that's that's why we love baseball. And it's just so exciting to be able to do those things again. And I think it's going to be a really, really needed welcome distraction, source of entertainment, and opportunity to, to kind of bring us all together about something like that again. And um, I can't wait. Um, so, again, it's going to be a fun week. We're going to keep talking about the actual Phillies, about actual baseball happening, and not about labor negotiations. We're done for a while anyway with the labor negotiations. So um, thanks for sticking with it, and uh, and now we get to have some fun. So tomorrow we'll, we'll dive into the schedule. We'll talk some Phillies. We'll talk – a lot more baseball over the next few weeks as we lead up to actual Major League Baseball games being played at the end of July. I cannot wait. So until tomorrow, again, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.